So we just went to the Jonas Brothers concert on Jonas. Tuesday. Yep. Joe Bros. It was our second time going to a Jonas Brothers concert. Yeah. Um, both times where when we were adults, full adults. It's it, in both 2019 obvious, yeah. before everything shut down. And obviously like and when they got back together because yeah. they had broken up. Yeah, it was called the Happiness Begins Tour, I think. Yeah. And then this one is the Remember This Tour, which is basically the same tour mm-hmm. um, because they didn't release any new albums in between. Yeah. Um, but it's always nice just to hear their old stuff. Yeah, you that's know, like the SOS, best part. And you know, like three thousand. Like their new music is good to listen to and stuff. But yeah. everyone gets a lot more excited and pumped when they play their old music. Yes, because it's all like our age, concert goers usually. You know. Yeah. And Although I did it, see a few like tweens and, and yeah. teens, which oh, yeah. is interesting. But yeah, I mean the but I mean like definitely yeah the majority was like, like our age twenties and all you know which. People, you know, we have money now. We can have we jobs. Can, we can we go can to pay, a concert. We can go to tours. And of course, we're going to go to a concert for a band that we grew up with. Yeah. Um, we never went as teens to see them. No. My mom would not let, allow that. No. <laughs> that we was didn't out even of ask. the question. We yeah. didn't even ask. We, yeah, we knew not even to ask. Um, but now she loves going to concerts I know. too. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just super fun thing that we get to do like again and together, and it just never gets old. We can uh, geek out together yeah. and just go yeah. crazy and, and just yeah, sing all the all the old corny it's, it's just lyrics. Awesome. Yeah, but, but you know what? They weren't that corny actually. You I know because there were some like there's there's some young artists that when they're young they sing some very cringy, mm-hmm. you know, cringeworthy music and yeah. lyrics. But Joe Bros, I think we're always pretty good musicians to to begin with. Like yeah. And their um, style. They kind of always had this pump rock, uh, yeah. punk rock punk type rock. Yeah. Uh, vibe to them before like Disney picked them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, they kind of went more pop and kind of more that type of yeah. like what Disney produces. But before that, they had some a few albums that were just them and it was very like punk rockish. Yeah. And you could still kind of hear even in like some of their Disney stuff um, that, yeah. you know, their sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, little, a little bit of rock sound. Yeah. Which... Yeah. And, like, you don't really, like, at least I don't really listen to that type of music. Yeah. But, like, it just feels good to yeah. sing to that type of music. It's just feel good. It, it's, it's like, music that you just want to, like, like jump up and down. Yeah. And like, headbang. Yeah. Not headbang. They're not yeah. headbangers. But yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, go in uh, on the dancing. Definitely, and, like, like, sing along to. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It was a good time. It was like it, it was a very good time. Um, it's been and it's well, cool. like like we mentioned, we 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 didn't go to concerts as teenagers because yeah. this was just like not the environment that my mom thought was safe for us. Yeah. Um. So we didn't really start going to concerts until we were like actually adults. Yeah, like eighteen. And so. yeah, and I think together we've gone to like three concerts now, right? Jonas Brothers. The two Jonas Brothers ones, and then Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Oh no, you oh, went with Halsey. the Lord. No, we didn't go. Halsey? No, it was Lord. You Lord. went with me yeah. to Lord. Yeah. Um, because again, even <laughs> even as adults, my yeah. mom would not want me to go by myself. Yeah. Um, so you did a uh, mm-hmm. go with me to the Lord concert. So we've been, you know, we've been to a few. Um, I bought tickets for Billie Eilish. I know you don't listen to yeah. Billie but Eilish, but I'm gonna start too so that I can go with you. Yeah. So that way you can. Since you bought me. two tickets. Yeah. I, I was like. <laughs> 
Someone will Someone will come. Yeah. Um, so I just bought two tickets. But the one Ooh, that's coming up soon. we're excited and for. And we're so excited for is Harry Styles. Yes. That is going to be a killer show. I just know it. Yeah. He is such a performer. Like Taylor oh. Swift. That yeah. concert was amazing. Taylor Swift is just awesome. And like I want we her. We went front row, again. but we were like front row of like the like the, the actual seats. seats. Like so we weren't on the floor, yeah. but we were in the first row of where the actual seats start. And it was just great to kind of not have anyone in like front. blocking it, you and you perfect. just got to see the show. Yeah. And she had a setup where she was kind of close, right? Like she did a few songs like closer to where we were mm-hmm. at. Um, Shake It Off was one of them. So super cool seeing yeah. there, like right there. Um, but Harry Styles is, I just, I'm so excited. It's gonna, yeah. I'm just going to be blown away by, by it. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. I love his music. I love him. Yeah. Man. That's in coming up in a couple weeks, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We'll too. check back uh, with you all. I'll let you know how that went. Any concert or any anyone you would want to see that you would like, like, I, I need to see them? Well, it's funny. Like, I don't listen to a whole lot of music. Yeah. I just don't have time. But I really like a little bit of everything. Um, my favorite, though, that I always fall back on and that I actually, like, when new stuff comes out, I are, I know about mm-hmm. it because I follow them, and then I let download and I listen to them. Uh, Lady and La- Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, mm-hmm. the Jonas Brothers, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. So story about Lady Gaga, for me, mm-hmm. um, when I was a teenager, there was this oh, yeah. there was this um, what is it called a contest a, mm-hmm. ra- a radio contest yeah. that if you. Uh, if you won the contest, you won Lady Gaga tickets for her um, famous tour, mm. which was like, it, it was like in her prime, like in the yeah. biggest, like most. Uh, she was super popular. She was super popular, yeah. right? Like she was, she was the one in, in at that, at that time. Um, and it was, it was an online one. <laughs> so I, I kind of cheated because uh-huh. I just, I just refreshed and clicked like, because you could keep yeah. entering. Mm-hmm. So I just kept refreshing the page and entering again and refreshing yeah. and entering again. And, and like, obviously, eventually I was going to get him. So yeah. I did win the, the tickets. But again, we were teenagers. Yeah. And my mom, she likes Lady Gaga now. Yeah. And she would listen to her music back then, too. But, like, again, she no one would want to go with me. I was yeah. a huge Lady Gaga fan back then. And she wasn't going to let us go, just yeah. you and I. So Yeah. We so, sold them. So yeah, we sold the tickets. You sold them with one of your coworkers, co-workers I think. Yeah. Um, and I ended up buying Lady Gaga's uh, Beats uh, by Dre headphones, like the yeah, ones with that, that were money. with with that money. So I still got something Lady Gaga out of it yeah. because she was like the most for me back then. Um, she's still a great artist, but I love her. I I'm I'm kind kind of regret doing that. Like I wish we would have pushed for someone to go with me because that would have been yeah. an amazing concert to go to. But yeah. like I went to a Lady Gaga concert like at her like. The yeah, music was true. like on the radio all the time. Yeah. So I do regret that one, but it is what it is. Um, speaking of Lady Gaga, I heard this joke today by one of my students. <laughs> what is Lady Gaga's favorite type of sushi? Ra ra ah ah ah. <laughs> oh wow, that was so <laughs> like raw. Yeah, raw like raw sushi. Well, sushi is raw. Yeah. But... <laughs> One of my kids said it, and I had to chuckle. <laughs> I, was, 
I was like, you win. You get points. You made me laugh. That's funny. Oh, that's kind of dumb, but it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a greater joke. You yeah, know, it's like yeah, a... it's definitely like. Did he make it up or did he hear it somewhere? I'm pretty sure he heard it somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna mention that there was there was another artist I would love to see. Oh well, it was it's Halsey. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, sh- right now I think she's my my fave fave right now. I had tickets for mm-hmm. her concert, and then that's when everything shut down and she had to cancel or she had yeah. to postpone it. Um, but then she got pregnant, yeah. <laughs> so, so then she canceled. Yeah. Uh, she canceled the tour. So, but she's released a new album since then. So there's two albums that she hasn't toured. Last month, I went to Maroon Five concert. Yeah, that was really good, actually. I was not expecting. I mean, I like Maroon Five. Mm-hmm. I I usually like his music. I like Adam Levine. Yeah, but you know, I don't. I wouldn't. I didn't know what I was expecting since he didn't have any new music out. And I had forgotten how many, like popular songs he has yeah he basically the whole show has quite a few yeah the whole show was all his music that's Mm -hmm. popular and it was so much i was like oh my gosh i forgot about that yeah it was a really good show he sounds so good live he sounds exactly as like how you hear him you know how there's always sometimes that they're like um no you don't sound as good yeah and some people that don't tour because they know they can't sing. Yeah. You know, it's all like auto-tune and right, they right. edit all that. But he was like hitting all those, singing super high and hitting all yeah. those high notes and performer too, like jumping up and down. And I'm like, I don't know how he, you have to be in shape to put on a concert oh, yeah. and be able to sing and not be like. To sing and to yeah. just, because even if you're not like one one that dances, right? Because mm-hmm. there's some performers yeah. that they that choreograph and they dance, like J-Lo. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh yeah, we we've been oh, to her concert. Oh, that's right. That's another one. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which is just like the choreography and you know whatever. But but just because they're like in the stage, right? They're like jumping mm-hmm. and dancing with the, like the guitarist or you know yeah. like partying basically. But they're still singing. Um, yeah, I mean the energy and the yeah. the like athleticism, I guess yeah. you can call it that uh, that they have to have. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he put on a really good show, actually. I really liked it. I yeah, no, say. I was going to say the live music is just, it's amazing. Just like live yeah. music. You know, it's... regardless of the artist, like if there's someone playing live, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Well, except for the opener. For I was <laughs> just going to bring that up. First, I was going to bring up, what did you think about like the main opening act? So the main opening act was Kelsey uh, Bellarini. Bellarini. Yeah, I think that's nice. Um, I I only heard of one of her songs Same. because she sang with Halsey. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only song, and she played it, and I really liked like mm-hmm. what she did. Uh, she was good. Oh, <laughs> she was a good performer. Yeah, uh, I did like her show. I, yeah. I didn't know any of her songs, but yep. she was a good performer. She was, you know, she had a good production mm-hmm. going on. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't I, think I, I would listen to her music, yeah. but like it was I thought bad. so too. It was like an, it wasn't bad. Like it, it was enjoyable yeah. for not knowing her. And not knowing her music, like, it, her music wasn't And she bad. really brought the energy from the oh, crowd, yes. right? Like, like she, like, you genuinely wanted to, to support her. To root her. for her. To yeah. root for her, exactly. She was likable. She it's, wasn't yeah, annoying. Yeah. She wasn't over the top. She was very it genuine, didn't, it I didn't feel. feel. Yeah, exactly. It didn't feel fake. Like, yeah. her energy didn't feel fake. She was like, you could tell she was happy to be there. Mm-hmm. She looked super pretty, and her outfit yeah. was really cool. For sure. The, the glitter everywhere. Yeah. Um... Glitter boots and glitter cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. that it was really cool. We I think we all liked her vibe and just her just performance. Her energy and, was, was yeah. Great. I, I give her props. But the guy before that, we had seen him before in the previous Jonas Brothers concert, 
We learned he's Dr. Phil's son. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um, he did kind of look like him. Jordan, Jordan McGraw. Yeah, I think so. Is that so. his name? I remember when we saw him in the last Jonas Brothers concert, I was like, we didn't I, like, I, I don't like we him. We were like, it's kind of and, annoying. And he mentioned something, and I was like, he had met, he had like he was like in a fight with his girlfriend or yeah, something right and he, and he was, was like he like her. flipped her off I think he or, said that yeah, yeah I think that's what he was it was like f her and flipped her off yeah um, and we we're like really dude like yeah we were like and I don't like think it was, any, that was a cringeworthy moment yeah and yeah. no one was buying it I yeah. feel and I was like oh this guy sucks well he comes on again a yeah. couple nights ago opening it's like the pre pre show and we felt the same way i was like we were listening to his music and stuff and i was like i don't like this guy and we were like yeah i don't like him Mm -hmm. and it was so cringy again he was like everyone just run down the aisle come over here even if you're sitting fill in the gap you're not gonna get in trouble like he wanted that rush like everyone to run up to him to rush up and like nobody went up yeah and and like security came out because thinking like oh man like this guy's gonna create chaos um but then nothing happened I'm like, like no one and and it was like it was just not you didn't feel it yeah like it was too much I, I like my favorite part of his performance was the drummer the shortstop from the pirates yeah that was the only like cool part about yeah. it is that he brought out a a baseball player the place where the pirates the pirates yeah. pittsburgh pirates um and he he's from originally from phoenix and he played the drums he played a little like yeah. solo for and the he was song really good. Yeah. and he was cool yeah um but, but other was, than that i was like oh. No. And he had mentioned another cringeworthy thing. He's like, I wonder if his wife, because he mentioned his wife yeah. and how they're having a baby or something. Yeah, I wonder if that's the girlfriend he was fighting with. Maybe. I'm thinking. Like, you that flipped was... her off and said this. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, he's like, but yeah, brought up his relationship yeah. again. <laughs> and then he was like, we have a baby. And everyone was like, oh, is yeah. he like, you should have was... left it at that. Yeah. That was and cute. then he's like, yeah, you know, we had sex or something. Yeah. We and did it with sex or something yeah. like that. And everyone was like, okay, this is a family-friendly show. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even then, it's just yeah. like, even if it was like, it yeah. was just not. It was, yeah. It was like, well, duh, dude. Like, he was, okay. he's just not likable. <laughs> in, in my opinion. It, not, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't care to yeah. ever see him or hear his music again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He might be a great person, right? But right, like, yeah. Performing and music. Welcome to the Spotlight Book Club. We are your hosts, Karina Mergosa and Myra Segura. In today's episode, episode 20, we will be discussing part two of George Orwell's 1984. Episode 20 already. That's awesome. Yeah, part two was long. It was really good. This book is really good. I'm really enjoying it. Because we had left off with him finding out that this girl's following him. Right. And, and he was thinking of, of he's killing like, her, but then she was like, no, I'll just go home. And and he, he was thinking, you know, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he's not. <laughs> but he's not yet in the beginning of part two. Yeah. Um, or in the end. Or but... the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, yeah, basically, I mean, the first part or like the first few chapters of part two, I guess you can say, um, it's really just him kind of getting into this relationship with Julia, right? That's 
Yeah. That's her name, the girl's a, name. A, a big part of part two is their relationship. Yeah. And how they, they how basically, you know, he thought she was like a spy. Uh-huh. Um, she's not. She's just really good at playing her part. Yeah. And playing the part of a, a party member. Yeah. Um, and, and following the rules and being in all of these activities and so that no one can suspect her. And, yeah. and that way she can do whatever she wants, like in her personal life. I thought it was really cool how she um, talk, how she talked to him the first time. Because you can't talk. Everyone's listening to you. You can't yeah. do anything. So she was wearing a sling and she falls oh, yeah, yeah. and he walks by her and like helps her up and she slips him a note. Yes. And his whole time, this note, he has his note. He's, he's like, I can't read it right now because they'll see me. And screens. he's just like, oh my God, I can't wait to read the note. You know, <laughs> like, what is it going to say? Yeah. And it says, I love you. Yeah. And he's like, what? Like, Which, like, off the bat, I was yeah. like, jeez. Yeah. But, like, they have no, they like, have... sense of what love is. And there's or... no time to exactly. beat around the bush. Like, yeah, there's no time to get to know that to person. Flirt, like, you know? Yeah. Like, you if, can't if she was anything. like, oh, he's interesting, like, he pro- she probably created this idea mm-hmm. in her mind, right, of the type of person he yes. is and fell in love with that. Yeah. And then it was like, I love you. Plus, because, like, if you think now you would Because be like, that's what she was doing, he was doing to her, too, yeah. right? Like, creating this idea of yeah. the spy. Except, except and, he hated her. And, yeah, and that's what drove her to and hating I, her. And I like that when they're talking and getting to know each other. He's so honest. He's like, well, I wanted to kill you. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to rape you. I wanted to kill you. And yeah. And smash your head. And that's what those part was, like... Because I, 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 fi- I find the relationship very shallow. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, there's no substance well, yeah. there. Yeah. Um, it's just sex for mm-hmm. them. For both of them. Yeah. And in that part, it was so clear, like, that Winston is is still just that type of guy that, that feels entitled to a woman's body. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't have access to that, then he gets angry. And Well, yeah, that's what he described in part one. Yeah, yeah that's actually, yeah. that's what, she, what he describes in part one, that he was, like, mad and hated her because she was so beautiful, but he couldn't touch her. Yeah. Um, and... And then he was like honest with her and was like, "Oh yeah, I hated you. I want I wanted to rape you yeah. and then kill you," which was like, and then and you and he doesn't care that she slept with so many men. He's like, yeah, all yeah. they all all they all, all they both want is it's just yeah, it's just the the contact like human yeah. contact, and I mean, but yeah, just like it's just so obvious to us how like how scary these type of like thoughts are, mm-hmm. right? But to them, it was like it's it maybe doesn't seem like that like like for her she like didn't that flinch when when dark. he said that yeah right when he said I wanted to rape yeah. you and kill you she, she didn't like, flinch I she was she just laughed. like I think she was like yeah I would too like yeah. I would I would hate my I would hate me too yeah. like if I were you so for them it's it's not that level of like uh, like they're dealing with other things that this becomes yeah. nothing to them it, those like personal feelings or those emotion it's that's what it is yeah they don't know their emotions right they right. don't they haven't sat with emotions enough to to kind of break it down and and see what it really is and they um, probably don't even have a clear sense of right and wrong exactly which are all things that are alarming to the reader like mm-hmm. man these people are like yeah messed they're, they're brainwashed yeah they are messed right up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're and they're messed up and he thinks these things that still even people in this they, yeah. you know, s- still think this way. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's like you don't do that. And yeah. 
obviously you don't do that in in 1984 universe either but it i don't know it doesn't have the same context that we well it's like a different world it's a different world completely um, but um i yeah, yeah so a big part of it is them like sneaking around and finding like these places to hide and keep mm-hmm. their relationship secret and and they they eventually find their big hideout and it's the store where he had gotten the paperweight where those like old guy sells antiques and yeah. stuff he had like an apartment on top that looked like a loft or something yeah yeah that looked more like normal mm-hmm. and he really liked that and, he, and in the beginning in part one he said i can see this as my like as if ever needed, like my hideout, like my sanctuary. Yeah, it was kind of his place to yeah. to be himself because um, there was no telescreens mm-hmm. to his knowledge. There was yeah. no one there to spy on him. So he could really just be there and just think like think his think thoughts of like rebellion and mm-hmm. stuff like that because he wasn't afraid of his face like giving something away up and yeah, yeah and the telescreen. Um, to kind of just talk a little bit more about about like Julia and like so to me the character of Julia was really just written to advance Winston's story like she's of of no real as a character she has no real substance and is not really important other yeah. than other than to kind of help Winston in his own internal battle of rebellion or whatever and, like yeah, push to kind him. of push him yeah. to think to think well, to be faster in his realization yeah. of things right because she's a rebel in her own way yeah and she's and he says because she doesn't care about all the things Winston is is thinking about in terms mm-hmm. of rebellion right like like the thinking lies. your own thoughts and yeah. yeah and and being how like how scary it is that they can mm-hmm. alter facts out yeah. of nowhere and they can they own the past basically yeah. She was like, I don't care. They can do she, whatever they want. She's more of like the rule breaker. Like if they yeah. say walk in this hall, I'm gonna run. You know, like that yeah. that that kind of level and, of rebellion. And he says like you're you're just a rebel from the waist down. Yeah. Like basically, like as long as she gets to have her pleasures, mm-hmm. um, she's fine with whatever is going on in like the inner party and whatever is going on. Like, um, but so that's why I think like. Like the book, I'm I'm really enjoying the book, but it is very much a book of its time. Like it was written in what the fifties, I think. I think so. Uh, where most, or I don't want to say most female characters, but it it falls into that category where the hero, the female characters, are not developed all the mm. way. Yeah, they're just there to advance the story for mm. whoever the hero is, which is usually a male protagonist. Yeah. And another thing that I that I realized was like, yeah, this is this is an older book. It was just kind of like these like subtle racists, maybe not even that subtle actually, but just like straight out like racist phrases that the author would write like about how what the servant of one of the well, we'll get to that part, but mm-hmm. he talks about he's writing about a servant from from a member of the inner party. And Winston's thoughts were like, oh, you know, this, he's, his face is such, is so expressionless. It's almost like a, like a, a China, a China man or like a Chinese like Asian, man yeah. uh, face. Um, it's expressionless. And I was like, I mean. It's a, it's a, the stereotypes. They're the stereotypes. Um, that, and a lot of this. The underlining like racism yeah. under that, under those type of stereotypes and those type of comments that. Maybe even right now, people 
if people say that like they they don't I'm, but i'm not racist i didn't call them yeah. you know a slur but it's like yeah but you're, you're saying they don't have expressions like no yeah. like of well, course they do it's, it like, was very it's very different like in back then like and you can see it in shows too like like we were talking about um uh, there's other shows like, like older shows yeah even like friends and stuff where they make certain comments and you're like well that wouldn't fly now like you said, it is of its time, or like you know, it, it was a different time, and even like in shows, things were like in um, Friends, is like the oldest show I think I've seen, uh-huh. so that's like what we could coming back to that. Um, there are like jokes that wouldn't fly now, uh-huh. and and all that, and they didn't like they didn't mean it to be hurtful because they didn't understand that it could be hurt, hurtful, right? Right, and, and, and that's, that's why yeah. it causes harm because. Even if we keep repeating, if people keep repeating these stereotypes or keep um, making jokes that are that are in the that are making fun of certain kinds of groups or like genders or whatever it is, like it allows for that type of behavior to continue if it's not being called out. So now people are being called out for it because now people are tired of hearing that stuff, right? Like yeah. making jokes about about race or, or gender or whatever it is. Um, it's just it's just not funny anymore because you're like you don't have to put down an entire group of people to be funny or to make a point like if you're if you're saying something and you have to um, put down a group of people then it's probably not a good argument to begin with um, but yeah I mean that's just the point that I wanted to bring out because yeah. I think it was like it's this type of subtle like remarks and little like also very sexist um as well when winston's like she when julia puts on makeup for the first time mm-hmm. and winston's like oh wow she is she's be- she's beautiful now she actually looks like a woman now like that's sexist yeah right and like back but then, it also the, the but standards it also is, for women yeah. and how they needed to present but were it's different but it's still it's just with, because it's, it's older. It's still sexist. But it but it represents very well their time, like you were saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I, it's still things that need yeah. to be called out and need to be like, they're still problematic or whatever. Yeah. At least I think so because yeah. if we like gloss over it, then it's like we're ignoring and it's like no, like we we should still call out these things even yeah. if they're minor. But but also like you also have to understand like certain things are going to be in books because they help develop the character. Like, we know the type of character Winston is. Yeah. He's definitely, like, you can you can brainwash certain things, but the natural man in this time is still there. Right, like, these are still things that that like, build the character into the type yes. of person he yeah. is. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, like, you, we can still talk about it outside oh, yeah. the contents of context of the book. Right. Because also you don't know how it could be that George Orwell was like, this is the type of man he's going to be. Or it could be that mm-hmm. he's just writing that type of man because that's the only type of man he knows. Yeah. Right. Which is why. Which is probably which true. Which is why in some ways we've come a long way because we've been able, people have been able to get educated whether by choice or not. Like you don't do this. Yeah. You know, so I guess, so I guess we have to remember. Yeah. Like it's. It was written back then, and there was another part where he's talking about who makes the high class, and he's like, anyone can be in the high class. You can mm-hmm. be, and he mentioned all like 
Sure. People of color. People of color. And like, and and he mentioned specifically, and again, you know, back in that time, Mm -hmm. he mentioned Jews, Africans, and Indians. Mm -hmm. You know, like he could have, like he wanted to make it clear because he knows, like everyone thinks these people are maybe like the undesirables or you know the right the whatever. But the majority of the slaves are still black people in in this book no i know um that's what i'm saying is that again we have to remember that time is he mentions like why did he mention jews africans and indians you know like why didn't he just mention black whites and all religions Mm. you know he he made it a point to mention those people because especially in those times you think of those people as yeah you know not enough like these people are not gonna you know you think about like there was no there was never a person in color in the white house or you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's the 50s is like george uh not george um martin luther king jr you know it was before that Uh, yeah no i think i get what you're saying well i don't know if you understand what i'm saying actually well yeah because i'm saying the exact same thing basically you did like that's another hint of yeah the, i know you know but, but you're saying as in like i'm saying like i i at least from how i understood it i don't i'm not entirely convinced that it was george orwell being like a progressive and being like we're gonna have some type of inclusion in this oh that's not what i'm saying that's not what i'm trying to say no. i'm no. saying like, if you were saying that's the type of person maybe George Orwell was, to think of women like that, mm-hmm. to keep to think of Asian people like that, then he, that's what I'm saying. I'm adding to the list. He thought black people can't be in the high-level class. Jews can't be in the high-level class. So in this book, because of the government is all-inclusive, I'm going to make sure that people know even the Jews and the black people and the Indians. Oh, okay. Because... It mirrors his thought of exactly what you were saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I was thinking, I was going after another example that you were bringing up. Okay, okay. That's the one I saw. Where when I read that part, I was like, "Oh, okay." So you don't think those people were good enough before, right? That's why you had to mention it in your book. Like even that, they can be in the high school. Yes, exactly. That's okay. exactly, <laughs> and that's exactly what he says. He says, yeah. "In this government, anyone." no matter race and whatever mm-hmm. can be in the top whatever high i think he was mentioning low middle and high yeah he's like and he said something like yes jews africans right. and asian indians or something like yeah. that he called them could be like could, he mentioned yeah. it they and could so be in, the inner in my mind it's like just like when you when you read the other parts about the girl mm-hmm. when when i when i read the comment about the girl like it briefly you know, yeah. I had like a, oh, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't have to freaking put on makeup for you. You you already liked her before. Like, don't yes. go acting like, oh, like, I guess you can. Oh, wow. Now yeah. you're a woman because you have makeup. And yes. and there was, there was another part where he, I guess he looked at her closer and he's like, not everyone would say she was beautiful yeah. or some, some comment like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, because you are, right. you know, that I had that but, comment with and when yeah. when you, you fell about the Asian remark, I I had more of that feeling with the other one where he's like, everyone can be there. Yes, even these people. Yeah. Like, can you believe that? And it's also kind of like, because 
you're right. We don't know the intent behind. Like maybe yeah. George Orwell was like, we're gonna write these people com- as complicated beings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Winston's gonna be this type of person that thinks that a woman is only beautiful with mm-hmm. makeup on. But then, but then he writes Winston also seeing the woman, the pearl that was yeah. outside of the hanging diapers, and she's she older, like, and she's old. She's mm-hmm. in her fifties, and she's bigger. Um, and towards the end of part two, stuff, yeah. yeah, she he was he was like, oh, you know what? That woman is actually beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't have this like body that Julia has or whatever, yeah. but. She has her own beautiful body. Yeah, she's beautiful. And he basically said he's she's beautiful in her own she, way. Yeah, basically yeah. is what. And he was and surprised. mentions it to Julia. Yeah. And Julia's like her hips are like a meter wide. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like she's like really. Which also, which is think like, it, it makes me think of the show, um, oh, flip where she's a comedian, and it's set in like this time period I think, where there's this. And, it, and you can see it in her. Like, the women, you know, after college, I need to get married. Mm-hmm. And this girl in the, and her, and her mom, even, they're like, you need to take care of your husband. Everything needs to be perfect. You need to be beautiful. Like, ooh, you're gaining weight. Yeah. And she's like, mom, I measured myself. I measured myself three times a day. And, and she's like, oh, my wrists are, you know, a <laughs> centimeter wider. Like, this, that's the kind of pressure these women had too so yeah the fact when she mentioned her hips yeah. are a meter it reminded me of that like yeah. because you want to have this perfect little body body right and you know back then when and we thought when we think it's skinny now they were fat yeah exactly like yeah. like uh they always bring up how marilyn marilyn monroe mm-hmm. wasn't like a skinny figure yeah. right but now, like, she would be considered, like, plus size or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not straight out like yeah. that, but you know what I mean. Like, but yeah, that's that's also what makes me think more like, okay, maybe he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. Or, or, these, these type of remarks mm-hmm. to kind of build Winston as this type of character, which is very much like any person now, right? That yeah. they very maybe had ideas that slowly change over time. And, or, and that's like, that's, and that's all really, they know. And in reality, Winston, it, it was literally that change, right? Mm. Like, he thought Julia was the only beautiful yeah. type of woman yeah. that could be young and with nice curves and skinny yeah. or whatever. And then eventually, like, realizes that this other woman, even in her 50s, can be mm-hmm. beautiful and with a different and, type of body. And, and he, she, he can appreciate And the she was just doing her own that. thing, you know? Yeah. Like, she, she was just singing and, and, and working and... He can maybe see some type of beauty in that. Yeah. Which also made me think, like, <laughs> I don't know if he was, like, physically, like, oh, wow, she's beautiful. Or because she he did mention how he she probably had a lot of children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, is he thinking, of like, okay, she's beautiful because she's a mother or a grandmother? Like, because she bore, bears children? Mm-hmm. Or is she is he actually saying, you know, again, again, just going back to the point oh, of, yeah. like, what makes a woman a woman, right? Yeah. Is it because her he makeup does. and heels? Is it that she can bear children? Because right? he Again, mentions these type I, of stereotypes. I will never have this with her, with Julia. Yeah. Right. I will never have a kid. So again, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, is there maybe some misogyny behind that remark yeah. too? Or was he just literally yeah. just... And, and they're almost... And know, but he also mentions like, and now she's just working, cooking, scrubbing. Like, yeah. And now he she's mentions just... Like, Slave to her grandchildren, I think. Is yeah, how it, it almost feels like he feels sorry for her. Yeah. And, like, has, like, this view of, like, 
And, and like, he even she, she's doing I all think, this, but she's like a beautiful woman. Yeah, right. And and he finds some type of um, connection to her because we're jumping all over the part, but I, know. I mean that's just where the conversation's going. Because when um, they find him and Julia in the room, she he hears before they the steps up the stairs. He hears mm-hmm. a commotion outside, and hears like a washing board falling, mm-hmm. and then doesn't hear her singing anymore because yeah. she's always out. She's always out there singing. Yeah. And and when she when he's like getting arrested, he like thinks like, what happened to her, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of this worry. He, like even though he's in a moment of like, you're being yeah. you know like they found you, you're gonna die probably. Because I think she like ha- still he, has this fleeting moment of thinking, I wonder what happened to her. I think he had at the end more of a connection in those brief seconds of watching her every now and then with this lady than with Julia. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And because this kind whole of time, this, like other understanding. Uh, yeah. When he's talking to Julia, Julia's like not listening, and he's like, she "I just want to tell you yeah. what I'm really feeling," and she's just like, "Eh, I just want to sleep." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the yeah. with her singing and like he remembers his old his old songs, she well, he ends up he ends up like liking her. I think. Yeah. Truly. Yeah, I think find some kind of. Well, this is he's he starts to he's starting to find his humanity again yeah. mm-hmm. because that's a big part of part two mm. is how what what the party's really doing is stripping people from their humanity yes. yeah. and the real rebellion is bringing that humanity back. Right. Um. That's one of my notes. I had a lot of notes, and we're gonna have to cut a lot of this because we've already taken up a lot of time. But a lot of it, it was like little things that seemed important at the time but once we got to the really big important things in part two i was like okay that stuff isn't important <laughs> i did write something about the the human part he mentions and i think this is why he starts to fall in love with, with this pearl he says pearls are the real humans mm-hmm. because they were not hardened and this whole government has been their focus is on like hardening them making them less human by stripping away everything we've mentioned in part one, like the language, everything, every sense of everything, love, family, nothing is real. Um, and there's a part where he remembers, he's like, man, if anything, the, the pearls have it good. Like, they get to have families. Yeah. They get to live normal, you know? Um, and he remembers when the bomb had exploded and the hand fell in front of him and he yeah. just kicked it. Yeah. Because that's how hardened he was. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's almost like if we find someone, like someone fell to the ground, we're like, just passed by, we're like kicking him. You know, like we <laughs> yeah. would never yeah. do that. You know, we Kick would, someone we would call or someone or, or try helping them because that's the human thing to do. He was, they have hardened all these people up that he just, he saw a hand and he just kicked it to the, ditch or whatever mm-hmm. that's without even thinking because yeah. you know it, i thought that was a no yeah i interesting part i made a connection to that too because it was it was like in a hot um hot night that he yeah. had a dream about his mom mm-hmm. right he he kind of unlocks this memory that was always there but he had forgotten uh about he, <laughs> he was a crappy kid <laughs> too yeah because he wanted like everything right mm-hmm. he he but but also they had like no food. And, it was and a, he, he felt was entitled to that imagine food. like a, a kid growing. 
yeah, you know, the, how right, they eat so much, especially a boy. A boy, exactly. Yeah. He was starving, and he was like, I and he need felt the like food. He needed the food. And it affected him so much that like, he was a freaking jerk. He was a jerk, yeah. yeah. He, he stole food from his mother's plate and from his sister's plate, mm-hmm. and there was a moment where they were going to share chocolate, and he, he was like, he just took it all and ran. It's and like he that, came back, that uh, survival instinct really yeah. kicked in. And which goes to show, I think maybe they had already started even then with whatever propaganda mm-hmm. they were oh, yeah. putting up. We're starting to harden these people, and probably because they're so young, they're able to kind of like, you know, yeah, I do mm-hmm. have a right to yeah. to my own survival, my my own survival, yeah. and not my family's. So maybe that's kind of where his hardening started, right? Where he started losing his humanity a bit, wasn't that? Um, but anyways, the point is that when he comes back after he because he felt guilty afterwards he kind of ran away for a bit he came back his his mother and and sister were gone and mm-hmm. um and he just remembers his mother holding her her ba- his baby sister when he ran away with the chocolate in a kind of that protective motherly instinct mm-hmm. way um which reminded him of the of the um of the film that they had watched with the refugees in the boats and how there was a mother who was trying to protect the child with the bullets were coming in. And that's kind of when, when it clicks for him too, it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh man, they, it's not like they're just taking our thoughts. They're, they're taking our humanity. Yeah. Right. Like he doesn't see these type of instincts Mm -hmm. anymore. He sees it in the proles. Yes. Right. Um, But not in the party, not in the inner party, not in the outer party. Um, And that's, that's kind of where he's like, um, it's it's really the it's the humanity and it and uh, even their, that was being lost their human nature like even the you know the human nature to want like you know that is mm-hmm. like have desires mm-hmm. like they even control that like he yeah. says even like the want for like a sexual relationship they take it they take that kind of pleasure and make you use up your energy in a different way so yeah. that you don't think about they, it. They uh, manipulate it. Yeah. Um, and because the, the party, they even, I think Julia works in that department, right? With the, like the, the porn department. Oh, yeah. Where they make. Yes. So even that, they're mm-hmm. like, we're going to we're gonna control the way they uh, they release their urges or whatever. Yeah. Like even in that, it's being controlled. And, and again, they say, we're going to have the girls write it. Yeah. Because it's not going to be as good as... Or no, I think it's. I think she's because the men can't control themselves or something. Like yeah, that. like well, it'd yes. be easier to control how the women, like the women, won't rebel because they're in this. Yeah, it, it's the fine time. for them to write it because yeah. then the guys will kind of take it too far and yeah. maybe yeah. that will give them the urge to do right. stuff. Um, and it's kind of like a way they keep they give that pleasure, yeah. I guess, in and, a way. And just to kind of like not give credit to the party, but mm. just to kind of see like how controlling that this government is is the fact that they even thought of that saying we're not going to be able to suppress mm-hmm. the human being's natural um want of, of physical contact yeah. or like sexual pleasures so we're going to have to create a department that can try and do that yes. you know for us yeah um yeah because they control everything right and and, and, and even even families they, he says yeah. a sense of family is not really a family because it, your kids are spies your yeah, yeah, yeah. partner is given to you and you know and she yeah. says because she's a member of the youth something and and she's like he's like like my wife would said 
we have to do our duty to this mm-hmm. to whatever. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, that's yeah, that's, that's how they, they teach, teach us. us. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Brainwashing them from kids, right? That yeah. That everything they do is for the is to for the party and to yeah. the party like our duty to the party party yeah and to the <laughs> brother to the party um which they actually bring up how um okay well they get they get the book right oh okay well do we want to well do you have anything else that um the, one the rest thing... of my notes are just from the book now so before before we get to the the rebellion like his mm. how he finds out about all that I wanted to mention how he was right and Syme was vaporized. Oh, yeah, yeah. They erased him. One day, he just, he wasn't at work. Yeah. And then he never heard and anything he else. he went back to, because they, he's like, oh, they always have the list of the people who worked there and his name wasn't there anymore. He was so completely he's like, he was, deleted. He never existed. From everything. And that's really how he gets in contact with O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Because O'Brien kind of mentions, like... Oh, there was a friend you had, right? That was very good with language. Oh, yeah, And yeah. he's like, he knows. Mm-hmm. He brought him up. So he, he knows, knows that he's yeah. not existent anymore. And he very openly says, oh, come to my house. I have the new dictionary. And O'Brien is at an, it's in the inner party. Yes. Right? So he has O'Brien's, some, yeah, some privileges. Like he can turn off the telecast or the telescreen for 30 minutes. For 30 and minutes. he has a servant. And basically, and they're, and they're the ones that have the actual like food, like normal food, yeah, because and, or like normal alcohol, yeah, like real wine. Stuff. Because basically, wine all the things that outer party consumes, and even some of it's yeah. the proles are just like synthetic stuff. Yes, yeah, that make it seem like it's the thing, but it's not the real mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So Brian basically says, yes, there is an organization, but it's so, um, like hidden. That we don't even know how many members, like, right. because you only can only tell, like, certain people, but then you don't mm-hmm. tell them, because you run the risk of them completely outing everyone. Right. And it's like this... getting rid of it. Like, secret society, it was very yeah. secret. It's, it, it's exactly, he explains how no, no party, no member of the Brotherhood, sorry, not the party, or the Brotherhood knows more than a handful of people that are mm-hmm. part of the brotherhood, right? Like, yeah. the only people they know that are part of the brotherhood are their contacts. Yeah. And that's it. And those contacts have their own contact, right? It's, so it's like, only, a, like a pyramid. It's, it's exactly. Like where you, like, like, find three people and you find three people. <laughs> yeah, it's a par- pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's exactly, yeah, it's like that type of organization where, like, you are you don't know who the president, if there's a president of the brotherhood is. You don't mm-hmm. know who the, the... There really is no central... Uh, organization in the brotherhood right yeah the brotherhood is just some people passing on an idea and that's what they mention right that and and you can't you can kill members of part of of the brotherhood right you can Mm -hmm. round them up try and find them and kill them but you cannot kill the idea that they're spreading and that's why it's so important for for no one to know who everyone Mm -hmm. is because that way other people can can continue spreading it and no eventually matter. they'll die yeah. because they'll be found out but yeah. someone else would have gotten yeah. the idea. Yeah, to me that was Since like... the idea can die. Like, that was big because he yeah. says, you almost think like, oh, I have my brotherhood, like we're all going to stick yeah. up for each other. He's like, no, that's not it. Like, we're not here to like, rescue you. Yeah. You're willing to kill. Yes, are you... Like, basically, are you willing to do anything? Even mm-hmm. the thing you feel is the most bizarre, like throw acid into a kid's face. Yeah. If the If you had to... And, you know, everything was yes. Um, 
The only he, one, the only answer to no was that yeah, are you willing to leave yeah, Julia or something like that? Like the dumbest of all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he said, um, you basically, you have no security. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. They are going to find out. And you won't see any change in your lifetime. Nope. Yeah. Like, you probably won't see any change until, like, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And you, But are you willing to do it? They set up the expectations yeah. up front, like, like straight. Right? Like, like where you ain't messing around. You, you are, yeah, exa- like, exactly what you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna, you're not gonna know how your work is, is yeah. contributing. You're just not. You just have to do what we tell you to you do. You have to trust. Without questions. Yeah. And without expecting results. Yeah. You have to trust And you're that willing I... to die for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, all win, win, And not. this is how, like... Some people are so desperate that they're like, yeah. Exactly. We they're want like, out of whatever this is because we know that it, this isn't... For, like, the hope of, like, yeah. as someone in the future not to have yeah. to go through this. It's, it's insane That's kind of, like, their yeah. only... Um, their only hope is that whatever they did continues on somehow. That eventually leads uh-huh. to a society that they think is better than Big Brother's society. Yeah. So he gives them a book, and in this book, they lay out... He's like... When he reads it, he's like, well, I already knew all this stuff. But the fact that it's in writing, and to know that other people see it, and everything is laid out word for word, what they're doing, and how it's wrong and everything, he's like, I love it. And he's reading, and he, when he's reading to Julia, she's like half asleep. Like, she doesn't care. Yeah. Um, I was eating it up, too. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, man, like... This is good. Like yes, the this is such a good. Like, they they basically explain everything, yeah, all the questions yeah. we had, like how it's happened, how everything runs, right, all the places. And my question was answered. Why are they using dollars in London? Because Oceania is comprised of the Great Britain and the U.S. and yeah. the Americas. It was the Americas that, that mm-hmm. took over the yeah. British Isles. Yeah. Um, and then there's a basically just three states. I mean, we could write, have a whole podcast on the whole thing, but on just that those chapters episode, of, yeah, the, of the book yeah. of of everything. But the biggest things that stood stood out to me was, and even Julia had mentioned it. Like she's like, "Have you ever thought if the war was fake?" Hmm. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh," and yeah, with the switching, it it kind of alludes to they're at war, but not really. Like there's no goal. It's well, it's like the last form of control. Right. They basically have thought of every single way yeah. that they can rebel, and they've they found a it. way to block it. Yeah, um, and and the war is kind of like the cherry on top. Like this will keep them busy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and the fact like they're there's he's like even they thought of everything. Like we need to produce all these goods. We can't have a surplus of goods, uh-huh, uh-huh. so we're just gonna have to destroy it. And what better way than the war to blame it on the war? Right. And if we ever need to get rid of people, I'll just throw a bomb. You know, <laughs> it's the war. Yeah. No, it's, that um, that was crazy. Those chap. And when I say the chapters of the book, I don't mean like 1984, but like the the book that Winston, the, the O'Brien, book within the book, yeah, yeah, the book within the book, the Brotherhood the book, book that the O'Brien gives to Winston. Yeah. Um. This is where he breaks down like the, how the you know, how Big Brother runs and how all the other super states mm-hmm. run. It, it was fascinating to read that because, um, yeah, you bring up how war was like, they don't actually need to be in at war. Mm-hmm. Like, they can easily be like the super states, the three super states, because easily be like, okay, we're just going to be like 
at peace. Like, yeah. don't attack us. We won't attack you. And because they're sustainable in their mm-hmm. own Everyone super states. Has, they don't need anything else from yeah. another one, right? right? So they're sustainable in themselves. So they, they technically don't need to everyone compete for anything. Everyone has their own resources, yeah. their own very similar form of government. Um, they're not going to take over one another. Yeah. Um, so, but they've created this war to keep everyone to in keep, line. Right. And, and keep everyone from wanting to get to know the other states and also yeah and and, and then you had mentioned mm-hmm. the surplus mm-hmm. it's it's also to to eat up whatever surplus the people are producing because yeah. they say they're so um they're so sustainable in their own super states that they can reach a level of equality mm-hmm. between all of the classes yeah. where everyone has the same privileges and like food and access yeah. to all this they have they can do that yes but that's not what they want, no. right? They want to sustain this the, class structure. The poor has to stay poor, right? There, in every class, they mentioned there has to be a there a has poor to be those classes, yeah, that can't and get power. The war is a way for them to throw all this re- resources that they can use to manufacture mm-hmm. more goods. They use those resources to go to the war to build more bombs, and they, it even states that innovation has stopped because. Mm-hmm they don't actually want to overthrow the other states. So yeah. there's no reason to create better bombs or better technology to spy on these other states. they don't want people thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also that they don't want their scientists to be real scientists. They yes. just want them to be dreamers, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's like, there's no need for innovation at this point either. And it's so funny. And Winston and- mentions how in the middle of hate week, in the middle of an inner party speech, he switches... They he gets a note he gets a he gets a note from a, another member mm-hmm. and in the note it said we're we're no longer at war with Eurasia <laughs> well we're no. at war with East Asia and now. I think it said and the, Eurasia is our our all, ally yeah all the banners were like war against East Asia <laughs> and then all yeah. of a sudden like we're against Eurasia and no one questions like well all the banners say and and <laughs> then and then the person that's that's doing they, the speech they're like they got into our yeah, the spies they put up these posters to trick, yes. right? And everybody gets enraged and they start ripping the posters down. Every it's like quick. You yeah. don't even question. No one questions anything. it. They just they and take and it he's like, oh great, now we're gonna have to work long hours to fix this. Yeah, because now they have to change because history now, again. Oh my god, that was like the amount of work. I know to change five years of history. It, that's I wrote. Yeah, oh. um, I wrote because it was five years that they were at war with this one. I wrote they switched the war enemy again. Yeah. So they have to. Yeah, they're working like way overtime, mm-hmm. make, correcting all the history, which I feel like they have. They already have like a very minimal amount of records. Um, in order for for them to get this done in a week, then mm-hmm. their records must be like comparably small with whatever records oh, yeah. we have, um, because they've probably destroyed most records and books. Oh well, yeah, but what they do have, they... they do have to alter. Yeah, and because they don't want them to see, they mentioned yeah. the cycle of history and right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. History repeating itself. Um, um, but yeah, just to kind of continue how it go with the war. Then it they mentioned he mentions in the book that's why it's purposeful that mm-hmm. their slogans are "War is peace." Yeah, you it, know, it breaks these, down why these mm-hmm. why these um the name why the names are like this, and it, it's so funny because I also thought okay, like I know there's something deeper within these slogans, and this is what it is. Right? Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. There has to be a war in order for there to be peace between the super states. Yeah. Because that's their way of peace. And among the people. And among the people. Yeah. yeah. And 
and then the well, let's talk about the, the classes that that part where they talked about how classes mm-hmm. uh, naturally occur in every society at all yes. times of history I was like <laughs> that like blew my mind I was like that's so true yeah because he even mentions how it's a cycle right the middle class eventually is like I can reach the I high can class. reach the high class and they're kind of like this pompous group where uh-huh. they're like we know better. We we mm-hmm. know how to create equality for everyone, um, which is very much like true now, right? Like there's like yeah. the elite progressives or or whoever that think yeah. we could do better, and they try to overthrow the high class, and they do eventually. But then they just become the high class, and they become the same people that are like, nope, all the privileges are, are for us. And then they create a lower. And they create yeah. a lower class, and then a middle class yeah. it, itself gets created again. I, so I wrote like too with the lower classes the importance of. That he mentioned the importance of keeping the poor class from becoming powerful. Because then there lies the real threat is when the lower class mm-hmm. learns to read. And then mm-hmm. they can have the power to do something about it. Um, which kind of, I think, foreshadows what Winston is like. The real enemy the, are the proles. Yeah, is the, this lower class. The power lies within the proles, right? They're and, the ones that can lead the rebellion. And I didn't realize when they talked about percentages, how eighty-five percent of the populations are proles. Yeah, and and uh, they mentioned uh, that at the beginning. Yeah, in part one. it's crazy. The majority of the population is are are proles. And if, even by numbers, you should you know, and you have that. For you, they have you know right in numbers itself. It would be yeah. I I when when I read this part, I was like, wow. Like if if like George Orwell had a real like he he knew how society works. Right, he had this like pretty deep understanding of how it works yep. because and how you can see it even now how our how our class system is mm-hmm. and how. Um, basically right like the proles in in 1984 have to exist because like you said there has to be there has to be someone that's that's in the low level so that the middle class feels like they're better than them and so the middle yes. class and and can work sustain the, right the, the economy yeah. basically mm-hmm. they're the workers of the economy yeah um, so that the high class can have the privileges yes and it's very much how it works today too yeah. right where um the the people who live below the poverty poverty line, they have to work so much just to live mm-hmm. that they're kept busy with just that, with just trying to survive. They're, they're yeah. busy with just trying to survive. That They don't have time to get into political arguments. They don't have time to yeah. to get involved. I'm not, obviously I'm not generalized. There are some people yeah. who are like, there needs to be a better way and they are involved. Yeah. But I'm saying the majority of people are just, are, just, are just trying to survive, that they don't care what the high class is doing. Right, they don't care about Jeff, Be- mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos and his spaceships or whatever. Yeah, it's the middle class that has kind of that that extra time to be like, okay, we need to do better. But also, it and also that- works backwards too because then the middle class has you know think about like us like we're working, working, working to try to reach this level that right. we feel is almost there. Exactly. But and yeah. and then we kind of justify us working and working and all that because we're like, but we're not down there exactly right the middle class so I, is also in yeah. this in this loop of like because that's what that's what the high it, class makes then, it seem like you, you're we, so then, close to becoming yes. a millionaire yeah. you just have to work a little bit harder and, and you'll we, get there and we get the and, we're, is we're, and we're content with where we're at because mm-hmm. we're we could be worse because at least we're not that, yeah right and that, that's kind of how they 
it, it's so morbid, but that's how they kind of keep control of uh-huh. those classes, yeah. right? Where it's like, these people are just trying to survive. These people are trying to become the high class, but we'll never become the high class. They're, we're so busy trying to achieve and, and not be, yeah. be these other... Like, we have so people on to top and below us. Level. That, that we're ignoring the people below us that if yeah. we try we're to help sandwiched. them, <laughs> yeah. there's, um, I, I took this class of health disparities in, in college where they mentioned against like classes and, and just in health, but I'm sure this applies to every, to society at large in, in healthcare. If we try to, this is the argument with uh, universal healthcare mm-hmm. is that if we give everyone, everyone equal healthcare, right? If we're helping the lowest to or the low middle class who they can't afford a government aid but can't afford healthcare either, right? Like mm-hmm. if we try to give everyone that help, everyone above them is elevated too, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if the lowest class, if we're trying to elevate them, we're naturally going to elevate mm-hmm. everyone else yeah. above them, right? But people don't think of it that way. They're like, we can't help anyone else because I'm just trying to help myself and get right. there. And so the lower class just keeps getting lower, and the middle class starts to disappear, and like it's just like it doesn't elevating the lower class does not mean we does gotta, not harm you. We gotta push us down to be able to elevate exactly. Them up. exactly. Like we're all on, we're like we're all in the same elevator, I guess. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're some of us are just yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to create like a a picture. An analogy, right? Yeah. And I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's like having three levels in an elevator. Yes. Shaft. And if the bottom level, if and we if all move. Yeah, we all move together, yeah. right? And everyone has a better yeah. standard of living. Yeah. But we don't think, most people don't think of it that way. Yeah. They think if we if we give our resources to someone else, then that's less resources for us. Mm-hmm. When in reality, if you if you give your resources to, to the people that actually need it, everyone just gets, everyone just yeah. gets elevated. Yeah. Um, but that's how, that's how 1984 works, right? That's how Big Brother works is controlling these people. And, and that's kind of how it happens today, too. And it's, it's crazy, like, so many things you can kind of see, like, minute, you know, of these yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. even not so minute in our world now, even the whole part of dehumanizing, like, mm-hmm. we are becoming so... And, and like, that is kind of like... Um, there was, there was a how, specific part, yeah. How everyone is kind of desensitized to... We see so much like yeah. hatred yeah. and bad things going on like in the news or whatever in, in the social media that we become like, like oh, there's another another bad thing that happened. Oh, yeah, right? I think they like, mentioned something like that. Like we yeah. become so like mm-hmm. just another thing that happened that we stop caring. We, we, we start losing it, our humanity yeah, because there's just away. so much that we just have to... There, there like, has I to be a moment where you yeah. can't just handle yeah. it all. It's um, it's basically and what it's a way of I think it, our humanity. What Julia said, like, well, I can't worry about that. Like, I gotta worry about yeah, yeah, what I'm gonna eat. You know, like right, right. I don't, yeah, don't have she, time for that. She doesn't have time for that because she, she, she's just focused on being a good enough party member. Yes. to seem like a good party member to survive to survive. Stuff, yeah, so that she can do her own pleasures. Yep, but that's and that's it. She has no time the for anything else. Mindset. Yeah, that sometimes we all fall into. Like, oh yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Like yeah, and we we are very much playing our role. We in are our playing class. our role exactly in our class and mm-hmm. and how you mentioned we don't have time for those conversations or we don't mm-hmm. have time to talk about it all. The time. I, I don't have time because I have to work to it, pay for my much my healthcare. Playing our our roles, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like one hundred percent. At the end, 
Did you see that coming, Mr. Charrington? Yeah, so the old man in the shop was the not police. an old man. He was a member of the thought police. Okay, so this whole time? I think so. Because, I mean, it's been... Why? Why, why now? Why now, yeah. I like, think because he finally has the book. He probably... They were waiting... They were waiting... To get something mm-hmm, big. To get something big. That's and he's true. like, all right, they got the book. That's another book we can burn. They were probably, the minute he went in, were like, oh, let's keep an eye on him. Because mm-hmm. he's here. He bought this thing. So he has, he's, yeah. And it, he's a thought criminal. Well, th- that's why he was like, I can never go back to that place. But he had, because mm-hmm. that's where he had bought the journal in the first yeah. place. And so he goes back and buys this other thing. So they're probably like, oh, something's up. You know, and they're probably mm-hmm. watching him. And letting them, I'm sure they were all like, let it play out. Let's see mm-hmm. how much we can get out of him. Like, we got to wait for the right moment. And the fact that the guy had offered him, you know, like, yeah, you can have this whenever you want. Like, it, it makes you think, like, how did he fall for that? Yeah, it, it seemed too you know? good to be true, right? Yeah. Which which should have been a red flag. I didn't see it coming. Me neither. Me neither. But <laughs> I felt exactly. just like Winston felt. I'm like, Winston, how did you not see that coming? But exactly. Because yeah. he even had paint picture, like, my wife died, you know. He's just this uh, fragile old man. Yeah. And all these times that he's been up there mm-hmm. and that they've been talking. <laughs> and they've had, to, I mean, even like to think the thought police probably wanted to say something a long time ago. Yeah. And and the, the whole like, he, he heard everything, the song and. And the whole, uh, everything. It, it, it yeah. was the, the whole reading aloud when I think they finally realized that we got what we need. It's time, you know. Yeah. That that was crazy to me. Oh, and how they mentioned how easily O'Brien had mentioned how easily they can just become have this new identity. Yeah. How they? Oh, yeah. They they had surgeons, right? Mm-hmm. There's surgeons in the Brotherhood that can change your face, and you would become a new person altogether. Sometimes it's like papers. sometimes they cut off limbs to right to just uh, yeah to kind of again so that you can play another part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but just the thought that, that the room, there was a telescreen in that room the whole time. The whole time. And there was a moment where Winston was going to take the frame uh, up. Like, the, he was going to take it out mm-hmm. of the wall because he, I think he said at one point he wanted to take it because it had a picture of the church. Oh, that's right. That's um, in part one, I think. Mm-hmm. Whenever the, one of the first well, times he went to when, the room. And when they mentioned the, the song, that's how I think it comes up again. The Oh, right. The, yeah. the, the bells the, yeah, yeah. The, of the churches mm-hmm. and stuff. Um they were right there, like so close. Yes. And if they would have like picked it up or I don't know if it was glued or something. I don't know, but like the telescreen was always there. They were always listening. Yeah. They were always listening. Like what would they have done? You know? Yeah. I mean they would have been dead right away. Yeah. I'm I'm sure they always had kind of like a, a, a team on nearby nearby to mm-hmm. take them down if they did find out. But my question is because Winston mentions how how the Mr. What was it? Charrington? Mm-hmm. How he, he didn't look old anymore. Yeah. Like he didn't have the wrinkles. He had black hair. Yeah. Um, stood upright and, you know. Mm-hmm. Was it just like makeup or, or like like a mask? Or That's what I'm wig? thinking. Or, okay, that's, you think, or do they have some type of technology that can alter their appearance? Because I don't. I feel like I don't think with so. With so many times Winston I mean, seen him, he would kind of be like, "This looks kind of fake," you know. Like, 
I don't know. But but it also said like he didn't really talk to him. That's true. Like he would just go and it's, kind of pleasantries yeah. and then, yeah, yeah. The other thing that I did I I, I think about more like makeup and maybe even like a mask of some yeah. sort. Like I that, don't uh, think the technology like the Black because... Widow mask that. Yes. <laughs> no, not that good. Yeah, not that good. Um, yeah, because innovation stopped in Big yeah. Brother, so they never got to that point. But I'm just amazed at the telescreen, though. That yeah, that technology. That, yeah. Like it's that it's you can a talk to TV them. That you can. I mean, it's what we have now. But basically. but think of it like with millions of people. Yeah. Like who? Like I want to you know. know who, I want to know who's working that. Yeah. Every, like who's in charge of my? I, I am in charge of watching his house. Wait till he gets home. Yeah, and... I imagine it like the the screen from Batman, where there's the a bunch trilogy, of sc- yeah. right? Where he mm-hmm. he taps into everyone's phones and cameras and mm-hmm. everything, and he sees there's like a bunch of cameras on the on yeah. his screen. Like that's how I picture it. How there's like people just like looking, and if they happen to see something weird, they like make yeah. it bigger. And so, but it's like. You're they're not listening hundred percent of the time. No, though. yeah, they're just which a... is why. Which is why they're always like, they could not be this. So I could make a face right now, but you never know. Yeah. You never know. That that moment you like, make a face like how, is the moment they're looking at you. Like how big is their team on the other side of the screen? Yeah. Where, you know, do I tap into Winston's camera once a year? <laughs> you know, or, yeah. you know, how... Because, again, it's not a lot of people. It, yeah. It, but then again, the pros don't have a... They don't have telescreens. Right. So I guess that's the majority of the people that they're not watching. The other thought that did come up, though, was do you think Mr. Charrington was replaced at any point? Like, was Uh, he actually an old man? Yeah. And then, like, like, uh, even Winston met Mm -hmm. the real one. And then at one point, they put in the double. Yes. I think... I thought that... if Brotherhood has the surgeons to Mm -hmm. create faces... I mean, easily maybe another. You know, Big Brother has oh yeah the resources yeah. for that too. My original thought when he was like, it was Mr. Charrington wearing the same clothes. I thought it's an imposter. Like they got a fake Mr. Charrington for the mission. You know, they got rid of him. Oh, okay. They got rid of him, and they were like, "You dress up as him." Yeah, yeah. For the next time he comes around, and we're gonna get him. Okay. Um, that's what I thought, and I also maybe thought. The telescreen wasn't always there. Oh, it was installed. Until they found out what was... Somehow they found like out. Like that they kept going back to this room. Yes. Then they put it there. They got rid of the old man. But yeah. I don't know because he mentions... Oh, yeah. The last... When well, he mentions the song. Oh, yeah. And, it's, yeah, and, and that was earlier. Mm-hmm. So it must that have... Was, that was in the first... Me- second meeting. Yeah. So, the, so it must the... have been early on. Mm-hmm. So part of me thought that, but then part of me thinks, no, it was really him, and it, it's really him. The thought police, it was he was just playing a part. Because, I mean, what are the chances that he was like, oh yeah, that you can have this whenever you want, in and a way, you know? Also makes sense that they kind of they're trying to because catch if you're people. trying to catch thought criminals, you you want to catch them, like doing what they're not supposed to be doing, which normally right. will be in the parole section. Right. It so makes you'll sense. have people planted. In these shops that, that you're not supposed fake. to go into. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, if you walk in, yes. it's probably fake. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah. Especially because I'm like... Like, why, that, why that keep was these a... type of shops open yes. 
right? If they're not legal. Like, if they're not, exactly. Like, like I know they don't care about what the pros do. Yeah. But. But you know the other But you could at least be like, nope, we're shutting you down. You know, mm-hmm. like you're not allowed to have these stores. Exactly. That, that was my exact thought. So they're, when kinda, he, they're, they're like traps. When he first went into the shop and yeah. he was like, oh, this is where I bought it. And they have all this stuff. Like he has like this record player, it seems like he's describing. And I'm like, where's he getting all this stuff from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like how does this old man have access to these things? Or like the... And how is he able to legally sell these things when I'm sure they have tried to get mm-hmm. rid of everything? Which, which that was kind right, of, exactly. I did, I did question that when now it makes or sense that, if it's really that. That pubs yeah. exist still. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure some of those pubs, like the bartender or someone yeah. is actually a thought police. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just being like, all right, just in case one of the outer members, outer party members mm-hmm. comes in and starts talking about bad about the big brother. Like I know who to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of like, they're like honey traps. You know, set it down. Uh, oh, I'm sure. And it makes sense because yeah. I'm like, you've thought of everything and you're just going to leave these things uncharted. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, it, like, kind of like seems silly to kind when, of leave these When things they revealed it was Winston and, and I thought they took the real him, but then I was like, oh, no, it makes sense. Like, duh. Yeah. Easy. Like, that's how we're going to catch people. You know who, um, just but, this is just... But, Part of me is still hoping that it's not the thought police, since but it's some kind of like ruse from the brotherhood. Yeah, to kind of like, but no, I I slightly thought of that. I yeah. was like at first, at, at first, first I, was I like, thought it was. Gonna I think be it's them. just the brotherhood like scaring them, but like they're gonna be like you know they're gonna put you know like what happens in movies yes. when they kidnap them, they put the hood over and, and, and they're freaking him. out, thinking their that, initiation. Yeah, <laughs> thinking that they've been caught, and mm-hmm. then at the end they're like. No, 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 it's just us. Like, or maybe <laughs> we what, just need to what, do, we just need to take you out. Or what whatever. I thought is they thought, okay, he's he's a good ally for the brotherhood, but his weakness is this girl. So let's take out the girl. Let's take out the girl from the like. Let's split yeah. them up. Yeah. So that that's not a weakness for him anymore. Yeah. But I don't. Think, but I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's it's, it's really the thought police. police. Yeah. yeah. I think there's too much going on. There's too many people in black uniforms. <laughs> there was a moment where, where he he explains that there was a ladder thrown in from the window, like the, it broke oh, the window. Oh yeah, and someone was coming up. Um, and someone was coming up. I was like, oh, maybe it's someone in the brotherhood who was like, climb out of yes. this and let's escape. Yes. But it was I like, thought the same thing. But then I was like, no, it was just like yeah. another person in uniform in black. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that, and for a moment, but then I was also like, O'Brien did say we're never going to rescue you from a sticky it, situation. Yes. So, like, why make the exception with Winston? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was... I'm curious to see where this goes because I have no idea. After, it was so, like, it was, like, such a great moment in the book because after, you're reading, like, chapters of this rebellion mm-hmm. book, right? And then the next part is, like, windows shattering. And yeah. Like, like, you know, <laughs> it's like... Action. It's action. And it's it, it's so cinematic. Okay. And the very first time... When, <laughs> like, when... he's just peacefully reading his book gets up they're gonna make coffee and then all of a sudden yeah the exactly when she was like the very first time we hear the telecast like voice and she says something and he's like oh she says like i hear something and then winston's like yeah i hear something and then the voice says i hear something they the voice keeps repeating what they're saying i was like is there a bird in the (laughs) room I thought it was like a uh, one of a parrot or yeah. the thing that rem- re- say what you say. Oh, um, that's funny. 
Yeah, I was like, why are they repeating everything? You know, like, basically make sure, yes, I can hear you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is definitely an entertaining book, a a book that... Makes you think and... And and it's entertaining. I understand why it's a classic. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I like that it it has the combination of the things we like. It has, like, those bigger topics. You know, government and all these things. Whilst having a good... (laughs) story <laughs> like well, having a thrilling story. Uh, like having they're telling it in a story yeah um in a simple story i also it, it's not it does an actual story of him is not complicated yeah, it's not it like, really isn't i like i thought there was going to be a lot you know when i told you in the beginning i had to change my brain to classic yeah. mode <laughs> you know like i had to think yeah. classic like old classic literature yeah, yeah. i'm like and, and it took me a while to get through the first page I'm reading it like nothing. Like yeah, it really feels like 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 just any other. It book. feels natural now yeah. to read it um, and not complicated at all. Like not, yeah, like there's a lot of books that we read, like we said in high school, mm-hmm. like To Kill a Mockingbird and Time Machine and mm-hmm. all these things. Where when we read them, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I mean, exactly. I'm reading it, but my mind is thinking of other things. One hundred percent. I have no I was... idea. And if it wasn't for a teacher summarizing it, I would not know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the teacher summarizes, and I'm like, oh, that's that's very interesting. Yes. That's not what I'm reading. <laughs> what are you reading? Yes. Why um, am I not getting that? And it's like, how did I not get that? I mean, not that I read it in 1984. Not that I read it back then. But I um, now I want to go back to read like all these all classics classic and books. see if I get them. And we <laughs> but, would. If I understand um, them, but I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna, I was also going to bring it up how how there's no way I understood this book <laughs> when I read it in high school. Like <laughs> I'm government. literally reading it for the first time. Yes, <laughs> especially like maybe you understood the story, but when it got to the book, it got when it, when, when it, it gets, got to the brotherhood, book, to the brotherhood you're reading book, another book. Yeah, I was like, there's no way yes. I could I understand was this. Thinking the same when thing. I was 16 or however yeah. old I was. Exactly. There's no way. It's a no. I'm like, there's no, no way a high school was, kid is going to understand thinking, this. I was even thinking, I'm pretty sure they just told us to read part one. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I clearly remember reading uh-huh. part one. Like like I mentioned yeah. in the last episode, I was like, no, oh yeah, yeah, everything's coming back. But part two, I was like, I, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were like, let's just read part one. Because yeah. that's like a more... You know, you yeah. can understand it in a little bit more. That's so true. Like they're they're not gonna get it. Yeah, and like and you brought up and like to kill a and like all these like yeah, especially your average high school. <laughs> yes, I was a good student, so yes. maybe if we didn't I understand chance, it, but no, I yeah, didn't other people. Did. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like I remember reading these classic books and like Huckleberry Finn and all these all these type of books. Um, yeah, I I. I think I didn't know Huckleberry Finn something. and understood it better um, because it is more of like a, a, a kid's book, I yeah. think. It's yeah. a kid's book. Um, and, and also because and our the English, outsiders. It, and also because our English teacher, we were, it was a soft, my sophomore English class, she she read it out loud to us. <laughs> like it was yeah. like story time. That makes a big difference. So it made a huge difference because yeah. people were actually, we were like, a oh, story time. We, you know, we just kind of rest in our desk and uh-huh. we just hear her. Yeah. Uh, and she would change up the voices and the, you know, so... We actually like that book, but it makes me want to even read like The Outsiders. Like I know, like I understood it, yeah. but now I'm like I could probably pick up we a lot more and remember. I don't better. remember a whole lot. 
Um, another, just it's, another it's almost classic. like what it's like when watching old movies. You're like, I'm not interested in that. But then you watch them, you're like, it's so good. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> like Dune. Um, I've watched Dune. I don't know if you've watched. Yeah, it. the new one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the new one. Um, there's no way that as a teenager I would be able to sit through that movie oh, and understand what's no. going on. It's not a complicated story, but but it kind of is. It, At the very beginning, bit, I had so many questions because there's families and there's yeah. like all this like structure of like uh, the empire and yeah. But as a teenager, you're like. No, the movies you understand are like, who's the, who's the hero and who's the villain? <laughs> yes. Spider Man, right? Yeah. Like the Tobey Maguire movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has to be that clear cut mm-hmm. because otherwise yeah. you're not going to be reading into these things. Whereas yes. in Dune, like you have to like, all right, you have to actually read yeah. into it, and which I I really I thoroughly enjoyed Dune. Uh, there's a lot of people who didn't like it. Oh really? It was like I too really much li- sand or whatever. I really liked it, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I think yeah. it's a. Uh, I think, I think they it was all, a great. Uh, I think space everyone did drama. really good too. Oh yeah. yeah, I was surprised with um, Jason Momoa's role. I because I actually I don't really enjoy everyone. Him in this movie. Everyone loves him, yeah, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm a, not I'm one not of a those huge people. Jason Momoa fan. I especially did not like him. I just don't like his Aquaman character. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. I don't know if that's... I don't mind it. Like I watch. I don't think movies. that's the unpopular. I don't think that's the popular opinion. But I really liked him in this movie. I really enjoyed him in this movie, and. I like. I might. I, I like might him. be a fan now. Yes. because of this movie. Exactly. Before, Me too. I didn't see it. I like but now him I as these types of these characters. These type of characters. Yeah. Um, yes, I think you know. I think what it is is that they're not tapping into his talent, right? These other movies, yeah. these other things, and and he didn't they, have they, to take his shirt off. Him, and, exactly. Yeah. They just see him as ooh, this very handsome buff guy. Yes, and that's how they play it. Yep. But Dune and this director mm-hmm. and the writers. They actually were like, no, let's give him some substance. Let's give him an actual character tra- yes. that matters. With meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And and he killed it. I think he mm-hmm. it was amazing. Um, so I, I think I'm a fan now. Yeah. And I, he comes out in an Apple TV show called C. Um, I think maybe that's maybe another role where he kind of... It's more serious. It's more serious. So yep. uh, I don't know. I have, I've never seen it, but I might see it. Yeah. But <laughs> a little tangent. On anyways. But anyways. Yeah. Oh. I want, did want to ask, is there a movie on 1984? There's an old movie. Really? It's, it's old, yeah. We, we need um, to watch it when we're done. I don't think it's very good. No? No. We still need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how they did it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think it, I don't think it's too good. Um, but yeah, there is a book. There's a movie. The worst movie I have ever seen. I saw it a couple months ago. We read The Westing Game. The Westing Game, by the way, I think is very underrated. It's a kid's mystery book. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, you know, for a kid's literature in a mystery. They have a movie, and, you know, they always say, like, the movie's not that good, and and I would agree, especially with some of those older movies, because the technology and whatever. But I had heard, like, it's not good. I'm like, it's fine. It's going to be, like, like, um, Hatchet, where the movie's not very good, and where the red friend grows and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I put it on, and it's horrible like if it's this bad where i think that if my kids would have we, we would have invested a little bit in a costume or something not even because you don't really need a lot of costumes if we would have made our own sets and yeah. act made a movie ourselves it would be better it's so bad wow it's so bad and I, the and 1984 changed, movie might they be like changed that, the obviously. whole story so uh-huh. i'm wondering if i hate it why would you change something? that's the thing with movie ad- with the book adaptations to to movies um 
it's it's normally always a hit or miss. There's yeah. never really an in between. And, and you know why the Harry Potter's mo- Harry Potter movies have done so well too, um, because J.K. Rowling had a lot of right. He had control it. of it, um, so she was able to. Sorry, she was able to keep control of the of, the story. Really, nothing. There was things that were left out, but mm-hmm. things weren't changed. Exactly. Right? And then that's Where and they said movies, we were they, listening to a podcast coming here like. You have to leave things out because it's... Yeah, there's just too much. Too much, huh? Yeah. But there are some movie adaptations that fully... Change. Change the plot. That was... Or change characters yeah. completely. Um, Harry Potter didn't nor, didn't do that. Just left things out, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, it, it's always kind of, I think, a hit or miss. And it's surprising just how many movies are based on books. Mm-hmm. And you just don't realize it. And yep. you think, oh, I love this movie. But then... Like, you think it's a movie adaptation. The book must be just amazing. Yeah, but a lot of people don't read the books. Normally, the books are better. The Harry Potter books are are definitely... You get so much more out of that world when you read the books. But also, I think think there are are times, definitely, that where the movie is is better. Yeah. Right? Um, I really like, though, when watching the movie with my students, that it was really, really cringy and obviously bad. They were... That we didn't even finish it. Oh. The kids were like, I think we're done. <laughs> I was like, thank God, because I had to watch it three times. Um, and, and I'm like, I actually am very glad it was horrible because it was able, they were able to see, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, now you understand why reading is so... Like, the book, yeah. they're like, the book is so much better. They were able to appreciate yes. the book. And yeah. they were able to see that maybe books mm-hmm. can be better than whatever yep. you're watching. Um, and also why it's it's so... Also, like now that TV shows are starting to be become more adapt, mm-hmm. adapted from books as well, like they're gonna adapt the the power. You're like, it's almost like. Then you watch it differently though, because now you're critiquing it. And now you're comparing you're it right, to the like, book. When you read, when you watch a movie before you read the book, the book isn't isn't spoiled for you because the book is usually better. Mm-hmm. So you get to kind of, you kind of get to experience the story for the first time. For like the real first yeah. time because this is like but when you do it the opposite when you read the book first and then you watch mm-hmm. the movie you're like oh man no i already know how yeah. good it could be yeah and when you see and you're always like that's not right like yeah, when yeah. they did the woman in the window i did yeah, not that like that was movie not a good adaptation um, i'm like they ruined it they made her seem like no it was it was poorly done very poorly they were it, I was me, really excited for that movie too. Yeah, it was. It was. They tried to do a very Hitch Hitchcock type esque movie, mm-hmm. um, and it just didn't work. They didn't know how to do it. Um, and they really made there her were these really, at there the was end these still seem very crazy. Anyway, back to 1984. <laughs> that was part two. We have one more episode for this book. Yeah, and I think we'll end it there. I mean, we've it's it's way past our bedtime, yeah. so <laughs> yes. we'll end it. We'll end it there. All right. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for part three of 1984. Remember to like, like, and subscribe. Nope, that's YouTube. (laughs) Remember to rate and review the podcast if you like what you're listening to. And if you don't, then don't do it. (laughs) Only five stars, please. Yes. See you all next time. Bye.